You're listening to Pim Talk, the product marketing podcast, brought to you by InRiver. Welcome to PIM Talk, the podcast for product marketers, merchandisers, and PIM professionals. And every second Tuesday, we come together to share knowledge, experiences, and challenges to be able to create even better product stories. Maybe you're wondering what PIM is. PIM is a software that is all about managing all product marketing information in one place to create a rich customer experience in all channels and shorten time to market. And if you're new to PIM, check out our first episode, What is PIM? I'm your host, Thomas Schwabberg. I'm the creative director at InRiver, and we want to do this podcast for you and with you. So please contact us and tell us what topics you would like us to cover, what guests you would like to have on the show, or maybe you want to contribute in any way. So you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or send a message on Twitter at pimtalkpodcast. It is early in the morning, the day before Pinpoint Americas. I'm sitting in my hotel room here and are soon going to talk to Ulrik Wibke and Ulrik Lilius at Avencia. Ulrik and Ulrik. And we're going to take a look at the construction sector and the challenges that you have with working with PIM there and of course the opportunities as well. So stay tuned and let's get right into the talk. So today I'm very happy to welcome the new Radar couple from Avencia, Ulrik and Ulrik. Welcome to PIM Talk. Thank you. Thanks. So, um, I mean, today we're going to focus on the construction sector, which both of you have um, a lot of experience with from, from different angles. But uh, before, could you just tell us a little bit about yourselves and, and what uh, a bit about your career and what you have done around PIM? So, Ulrik, <laughs> any of you start, please. I think uh, I will respond first. I'm Ulrik uh, Fipke. I worked from, uh, for Avencia for a couple of years. And uh, basically, I've been working with River since I started at Avencia four years ago. I've um, been working with a lot of projects uh, through all different verticals. But since one year ago, I simply focus on construction sector and uh, the components that we need for um, successful delivery within the construction sector. Okay. So, so what role do you typically uh, play in, in the PIM project or, or at Avencia? I usually, in the project itself, I'm usually the business analyst, um, but I work very closely to our system architects. And uh, on top of that, I also work with a lot of the business development together with the sales team. Okay, I see. And Ulrik, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, fine. I'm Ulrik Lelius, actually, and I've been working with PIM since 2011, and mainly as the other Ulrik in the building and construction sector. And uh, I have played uh, a part of a Swedish organization that's worked for the Swedish um, building constructors and uh, tried to get them into PIM as well. Welcome to Avencia, Rick. Thank you very much, Ulrik. Yeah, so you're quite new at Avencia, but uh, as you say, you're not a newcomer when it comes to PIM. You've been around for a while. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So happy to have you in the River community at last. 
So when it comes to PIM and the construction industry, what, what's uh, special about that? What, why is it interesting for you to sort of have a vertical and uh, an offering around that? Uh, why not just, you know, the old regular PIM approach? Well, there's a kind of different, there's different kind of uh, rules in different countries. And they have to uh, take ownership of their content to actually get it out there in different languages, of course, but also in different kind of types and specifications that they need in different countries. Uh, and uh, you have to have a content both for uh, constructors, for uh, traditional customers that would like to buy equipments for uh, the building sector and so on and so on. So it's important. Yeah. yeah. So compliance is, is important within the sector. So what does that look like? What, what do you need to be compliant against? I would say that the challenges are that different areas within the construction sector need this very same type of data. And if you don't broadcast your data in a certain way, you can't reach out to all the, the um, resellers that need the data. So the data needs to be consistent and needs to be in a certain format, needs to follow the uh, rules and um, needs to be um, broadcasted in a way so that um, the central hubs can approve it. So basically, okay. it's not just a matter of uploading data in, in a certain way, you need, uh, in a, one way. You need to do it in a very specific way. You need to know the format, you need to know what type of data to upload, you need to have it you know, with the right images and the right angles, the right sizes, and you need to upload the different type of logistics data as well. And you need okay. to know all that stuff. How are the uh, products actually packaged? Uh, all the different levels of packaging needs to be in the right way and the right format. Okay. You mentioned central hubs. What do you mean with that? We work very closely to um, the central hubs in uh, different parts of Scandinavia. And um, each country has their own hubs. Um, in Sweden, we have a hub called Finfo. In Norway, there is one called Nob. And those are very, very central for the communication between suppliers and resellers. And um, all data that needs to be put into these data hubs needs to be controlled and approved by the hubs themselves. And if you don't upload the data in the right format, you need to um, re re have a re-enrichment cycles and you want to have them as smooth as possible through the uh, data hubs. And uh, you okay. don't want to upload the data more than once. So data hubs, is that the same thing as data pools or? Yes, you can say it in a way. But data, the data hubs, there's more than data pools. They're actually, they have to follow some kind of, of rules and kinds of information structure and uh, some kind of information to, to, to fit in the, the customer's systems and so on. So they have to be, you just can't just upload and, okay, here's my information, take whatever you want and, and feel fine with it. They have to be in a, in a specific way to actually follow the flow all the way from the from the producer to the reseller to the customer and even back again because you have make something of uh, some kind of a documentation what have you installed what what's in there in your walls and so on and so on so you have to be uh, the information has to be there all the way 
Yeah, and you mentioned that there are different data hubs in in different countries. So, the way that you supply information to these are are they following the same uh, requirements or so, or is it different from from each? There are uh, differences, but there are also very much uh, similarities. Uh, one similarity could be the use of uh, ETIM specification data. Okay, so what is ETIM for for the ones that uh, are not familiar with it? Well, ETIM is a global standard for. Uh, from beginning, it was a European standard uh, from uh, North in Holland, and um, it was originally for uh, the uh, electric and uh, plumbing industries, uh, but now also applies for the construction business. Okay, so do you see that this standard will grow into other industries as well, or? Is is there a good adoption of that standard as it is right now? No, it, it will grow and it grows every day actually because it means that if I'm producing something and the, the color is it's red, uh, that red color has a, a code actually. So if I upload my information according to the ATM, I can just upload red as a code and that means red all over the world, no matter in what language actually I, I take down my data later on. So. Is there's one key? Yeah, because I I, I think um, it sounds like it can be a big undertaking to make sure that your data is compliant with a like a huge international standard as ETIM. So so what what is the main advantages for a company to go in and really try to you know implement this in 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 their PIM or in the information that they create? The huge advantage would be that if you are a supplier of uh, products and you say that you follow the ATIM standard, uh, as, uh, any reseller who wants your product information also know how to receive that data. So the communication between you guys are actually much simpler if you also follow, follow the right standard. So the standard not only say... Uh, what type of classification you do for your products. It also applies to what different fields that should be on each um, each class. It also applies the way you actually communicate between your systems. So there is a special file format to use if you follow the ATIM at 100%. So it's, okay. a, it's a communication a gap that you actually get rid of. Yeah. So... Um if I ask you, Ulrich, uh, you have a background at one of the data hubs, actually, Finfo here in, in Sweden. So um, what was your experience, I mean, with that and uh, the how you worked with the different um, uh, suppliers and so on, challenges that they had when they were supplying your uh, U data? Well, actually, it's, it's almost about the, the knowledge and the... And um, in what level should I be placed myself as a, as a reseller? Or actually, what place should I place myself as a producer to actually give away my information? Uh, would, uh, can I deliver my information into a hub and everyone else can see it? Even my, uh, my colleagues that not see it? So it's actually to get them to understand the, the point of making their contents available. Because when it's available in a structured way, everyone can see it. And it was a, a little bit of a, when they have at least reached the top and coming over that, they would, of course, I would upload all my languages, I will upload all my images and so on and so on, because the information's users, the resellers, they would just put them out on their, on their website 
and marketing their products very, very fast. Okay. So the, the main data uh, were coming through this hub, actually. And then the reseller just could add some little extra information that made them special. Okay. So if I, I was to be a reseller and using one of these data hubs, uh, how do I retrieve the information? If I want to use it on my website, what, what does that look like? Yeah, it depends on you can. You can take them down to your PIM system and make a little bit extra as a, your little twist on it and then marketing on your web page. So that's the main uh, users actually going that way. You're listening to PIM Talk, the product marketing podcast. And after this short break, we're going to continue to talk with Ulrich and Ulrich about the construction sector and PIM. PIM stands for Product Information Management, and InRiver stands for PIM. Want to learn more about how your organization can benefit from PIM software? We've put together a free white paper where you can learn what you need to know about how your e-commerce platform can benefit from PIM. Go to www.pimtalk.com to download a free guide to help you better understand how PIM can work for you. That's www.pimtalk.com. So we have talked a little bit about standards, data hubs, and so on. And I mean, and in order to meet these, you, you need to work with your data, ensure data quality, ensure data completeness, and all of that. And I mean, it's a lot of work, and, and you need to know what what you should focus on. So, so Ulrik Vibke here, could you could you tell us a little bit about the processes that you need to have in place to understand what uh, how you need to work in your PIM? greatest uh, challenges that we have. Uh, the technical part is not a big challenge because um, a connector is a connector. Uh, but working inside the PIM, it's not just a matter of setting up a model and uh, having the data inside in River to, to work with it and upload it to a fin 4 knob. Uh, it's actually when you have companies that are working over different countries and they, they do work in a certain way in each country and if you get a PIM you want to be more efficient and one way is actually to harmonize the way you work within uh, from all countries into one way of working and um, it's an old business and people have worked very similar in all all years and all of a sudden they get a new PIM and they need to work in a new but more efficient way and that is a challenge and in the construction sector especially it's a very large challenge uh, to get them to work in a coherent way the in river actually is a so simple tool to work with so it's easy for the users to get to know the tool and to know how to work with the completeness work with the search engine and so on so the way of working inside the pim is very simple but the different angles of a product could also be different from one country to another. So it's a large process to get a project in place if you work with different countries. 
Yeah. And I guess also, I mean, the, the end result of your enrichment efforts uh, is different as well. We have mentioned the data hubs. Probably you want to get your information out to your own website. So what other kinds of outputs do you see is typically for the construction industry? Well, uh, one way, one more area is actually the need for um, PDF documents like technical data sheets and or product sheets and declaration of performance um safety data sheets and so on and uh, these documents are in in europe europe they are obligated by european directives so it's not a, just a matter of well we should have a document in this language for this market you must have it european union say union say you must have these documents and if you don't have it you're not allowed to sell certain products in a certain country so uh, there is a huge need of mass producing pdf documents Uh, which we can actually do and uh, collect all these as resources inside in river so they are easily to broadcast through all channels including the data hubs yeah and i mean in addition to the pdf capabilities that are within the river you also have uh, built a, a separate solution for for more powerful pdf generation that uh, you could take a look at if, if anyone is interested and maybe you could give some examples of the additional functionality you can get in your more advanced uh, solution yes um the, the, the existing functionality inside in river is actually great because you can from uh, um, in river user you can actually go into a product and download a pdf document in a certain uh, for us from a template and in a certain language and you get that product sheet or whatever it is but the problem is that if you want to distribute those pdf documents in all your channels and you have thousands and thousands of products It's not very easy to you, for you to up, uh, update your PDF documents. It's a lot of manual work if you do it manually inside in River. Uh, so we made an engine that actually take all your product information that you already have in River and mix that with a template. And um, for each document type, we have a template with your company profile. And we, we build the uh, documents and uh, put them back as uh, PDF documents as re uh, in River resource. And whenever you do any update or correct spellings or whatever, we update the PDF documents and they are put back into River. So it's an engine that just keep going. Yeah, and if you want to know more about it, it's actually published on the Enriver Marketplace, on the Enriver website, and, and there you will find contact details and everything if you're more interested in that solution. All right, so I don't know, do you have any examples of projects that you are doing within the construction sector? And, um, and so it would be interesting to hear. Uh, the next very exciting step would be the... Um big project we are doing in Norway right now where in river will be a very important connector so all the data that is to be uploaded to this Norwegian uh, data hub uh, knob uh, will have a connector from in river so you as a supplier can provide data to uh, to knob and uh, that is a very very exciting project that is around the corner okay Also, another thing that are mentioned, I mean, in the context of the construction sector is BIM objects. So what is that? Uh, uh, people usually think about 3D objects, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, it part of it. Uh, it's like a container of a lot of things, including the 3D object. But I would say that the most exciting thing about um, BIM object would be that 
you can provide all your product information to BIM object and you can apply the 3D objects and so on. So um, a building constructor can easily build the whole building in 3D and use all that data that we have to uh, have it as a digital maintenance manual over a delivered construction. So um, whenever you get, uh, okay, this door has a bad lock, you need to replace it. You can go into this 3D model, you find the door, uh, door you find the lock, you put click on the lock and you find the supplier and you find the replacement for that specific lock. Okay, so that might be another channel where you want to, you know, add information about your products in, in conjunction with the BIM objects that you might deliver as well. And you can also use it as you can, you don't know the, the end product, but you know that you will actually have a, a door lock that can handle uh, heating and so on and so on. So you don't know which product actually, but based on different metadata or specification on products, you can actually find out, okay, which product actually fits my, my needs to install. So the other way, based on, on uh, information about the product, you can find a product for the needs. So I think this is a perfect example where industry knowledge and domain knowledge is extra important when, when you work with a partner in order to make sure that you are compliant and, and make sure that you have, you know, um, processes in place that, that makes sense. But I mean, it must be also a, a large undertaking for you as like, I mean, Avencia, in your case, you're, you know, well known within the e-commerce space and, uh, and so on and so on. So, I mean, going into a vertical like this, it must be a, a big commitment for you guys. But also we have a long experience from working with uh, PIM implementations. So uh, if we took a, take a look at uh, the delivered product uh, projects we've done, uh, you can also see that we have delivered quite a lot of uh, construction sector or any of the touching um, companies within that uh, construction sector. So we have a long experience from uh, this this area. And again, it's not a technic technical project. It's uh, knowledge and skills from um, many years of expertise from uh, the construction sector. If we don't know the sector, you don't be able, you're not able to deliver. I think it's a, it's a actually a good uh, understanding for for us as a partner to a supplier that there's been a transformation in the building sector that that PIM and uh, structure data has come from the IT department. They have been owning this kind of information for a long, long way back, but the the, the they had transformed to maybe to the marketing department today, and so that's why they have a a large, a bigger understanding for e-commerce and the digital transformation. So we actually will be some kind of part between the IT department and the marketing department maybe to understand. So that Avencia has a great role in e-commerce. It's uh, for me a big step. I would say also that knowing commerce is very important because it's not only Avencia has been delivering IT projects for a long time and uh, been very successful when it comes to e-commerce, but time shifts and nowadays it's not just a matter of delivering through an e-commerce platform, it's just a matter of commerce. So wherever you need to touch your um, marketing channels, um, it could be a physical store, it could be uh, social media and so on. 
it's very important that we deliver um, a unity. Um, it's not just uh, the e-commerce. The, the information from the PIM is so crucial for this success. Yeah. So regardless of where you use your product information, it's knowledge that is important, uh, but the channels should not only focus on the technical platforms. It should be everything, everywhere you yeah. sell. Yeah, and even if the you know the data hubs are different in in different countries uh, and maybe in different parts of the world, uh, standardization and so on have have come, you know, uh, are more or less developed. Uh, I see that the overall trends with new standards like ETIM that is going into new sectors and in new ge- geographies and BIM objects and other things. I mean, it's it's a very clear. Um, direction or trend that we are seeing so and we also need to remember that the construction sector has for a long while been um, in need for a digitalization Um, it has been very manual for a long time Uh, even though you actually don't need it uh, this is one of the sectors that you still work with facts uh, in uh, some areas and some companies have actually made a great success to see the digital uh, replacement for old processes. And uh, the earlier you do this digital journey, the more successful you will be. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I think we have covered most of the things that, you you know, uh, I had here on my notes. So, I don't know, do you have any last words? Yeah, maybe I should take another way from that Ulrik just said with a digitization transformation. There's the last five years uh, or ten maybe the the upcoming constructors that maybe had a they are just three or four or five guys at the company. They also need this because they also need to hand over information what they have done. At, according to, to the to the to the rules, actually, so they need to be digital through their phones and the computers and so on to get the information directly. So it's not right. only the big the big guys; it's even the small ones. Yeah. Small want to be big. Small want to be big. Cool. It was really nice to have two Ulri- Ulrichs on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds? Old Swedish um, comedy. Um, TV show called Neues Masak and I think that everybody in the business right now think hmm, are we the new Preben and Preben so I have a lot, of, a lot to live up to there so um, looking forward to more uh, Ulrik and Ulrik um, in, uh, in the community so um, really great having you on the show and uh, see you around thank you, double as strong, see you I'm really excited about Pinpoint America tomorrow. Uh, we're also going to have a Pim Talk live session on stage. You will be able to hear it afterwards. We're going to do an edited version and put out as a podcast episode. We're going to have Dan O'Connor again from Aware talking about syndication, his background on Target and all of that. Uh, data quality as well. One of his you know, questions that he's really passionate about. We have Karen from uh, New Balance that works with our syndications and also have insights in the differences how you work as a b2b and b2c customers when it comes to how you communicate with your customers and how you work and we also have mark white 
Amazon expert from Content26. It's going to be really interesting to hear his insights also about how you can be successful when you sell and market at Amazon. So besides that, I mean, we are on Pinpoint Americas now, but there is also other opportunities if you want to meet us. So upcoming event. And next, next week in Sweden, uh, you can meet me again. You can meet in River Champions Roy Eriksson and Axel Bilkvist from Concede. And we're going to talk about best practices, latest news within in River and also digital transformation. It's a breakfast seminar. It's on Skeppsbrunn 2. And I uh, hope to see you there if you are in Sweden or in the neighborhood. Uh, if you're in the UK, we will be at the Internet Retailing Conference on October 10th. Uh, we will also be at Framtidens kundupplevelse, det B2B e-handel. It's a Norwegian event in, in Oslo on October 22nd. Uh, we're going to be at the Retail Experience Live in Helsinki, November 6th and 7th. Uh, and, uh, well, that's the closest thing. Uh, we also have a networking dinner with Trisense um, November 13th and... Pinpoint Summit 2020. Don't miss it. April 1st and 2nd next year in Malmö. Be there. You have no choice. It's actually an amazing event as well. So, uh, what more do we have? Of course, we have trainings. So, we have trainings for partners. We have trainings for customers. And if we just take a look at a little bit about what's coming... We have a business consultant training in Amsterdam on October 23rd, 24th. Uh, we have trainings in Chicago for both business consultants and developers, October 1st and 2nd and December 3rd and 4th. Uh, we have trainings in Malmö also for business consultants and developers on September 25th and 26th and November 20th, 21. And we have a print certification training on October 8th in Malmö as well. And if you want to go any of these trainings, uh, first you should go the InRiver IPMC certification preparatory course. And that is an online course that you can do beforehand. It, and it's also mandatory if you want to take the other courses. So the next coming user trainings will be in Malmö on November 13th and in Chicago on November 13th as well, but 14th also and December 3rd and 4th. So um, a lot of opportunities to meet uh, the InRiver people and the community and learn more about how you can be successful in PIM. Thank you for listening. For feedback, tips and questions, you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or message us at pimtalkpodcast at Twitter. Please, if you like the show, go into iTunes and give us a good review. And if you would like to see some behind-the-scenes material, bloopers and live streams, you can follow PimTalk on Instagram. See you again in two weeks. Bye.